with some other, you know, rando. Well, uh, Joe was married to Marilyn, so it's probably a different. Uh... Yeah, it might be a different rando. Wait, uh, you but... see, wait, wait, wait. You see side boob? I saw a full boob. I don't need to see side boob. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I can't hear you. My pants are on my ankles. This is great. <laughs> Full back of nudity, man. Pants down. Can you believe we're getting paid babysitting money to watch the, the movie on Cinemax right now? <laughs> on Showtime? I hope oh, they don't come back right showtime. now. Listen, they what? come back. Turn to local news. The parents I had a babysitting gig, and they she allowed my girlfriend to come over, and we just made out. We just put them to sleep. Good night. Uh -huh. Fun. We were playing house. Now this director, the Roger Corman, got gets involved slightly. Okay. Uh, he was before he was a director. He came to attention as part of the second unit on David Lean's Lawrence of Arabia. Now, David Lean was the same guy who would fight with for Dr. Shivago and get fired. But the guy noticed him. And also, uh, Roger Corman's film, uh, The Mask of the Red Death in 64. He was a cinematographer at the time. Well, that was a very colorful movie, right? With the red mask and the visit rice and uh, <laughs> I don't all know. that stuff. Yeah. It has red in it. It must be colorful. Oh, you call these legs. I read that book. It must be colorful. Do you think, uh, uh, oh, you read the Poe? Do you think like Tom Cruise, were they, was he Miranda Cruise in 95? No, no. no. Yeah. They, they were broken up. Um, let's see. Oh, he was, yeah. <clears throat> Here it is. They were broken up in 1990. Uh, she, she, I don't know. She had a husband. James Rogers for four years, 76 to 80. Then she had a relationship with Emilio Estevez. Then she was with Tom Cruise, 87 and 90. And then she married Christopher Siafa in 2003. And that's it. She's been married. Well, that's good. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, boo, boo real love. Boo true love. You are such a cynic. Me? No, yeah, true love. Right. It's third I'm going to lay down some philosophy for you. I believe it was Aristotle who said, let me touch your deck. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you said that because they talk about Plato and Socrates and Aristotle was a disciple of Plato. Right. So he goes, um, he, Finch is telling Nina about the history of massage and he talks about Plato lived to be 104, which the internet tells me he, that's not true. He lived to be 80. And then Nina, you know, Mimi replies that the philosopher Socrates did not, which means she knows the story of Socrates and the trial and dying. You know, actually, he meant to say Play-Doh, which does last 104 years. Oh, right. It's, it's, yeah. And they have a warranty, you know, if it's, yeah. you get oil in it or something, they'll give you. Hey, you know, speaking of massage, have you ever been to Play-Doh's retreat? Whoa. Oh, this guy's got a hell of a philosophy. <laughs> Uh, so, she's, so she's just like, well, I'm reading the closed captioning, and I wish I haven't. What they're doing right now is they're like talking about Dave, and uh, they're, I don't know, maybe we should listen because it, it's really. Oh, yeah, stupid. let's read the article while we're at it. All right. Look, I've seen this thing only two times because I just couldn't see yeah, it. You can't. You can't. You can't watch I'm it. sorry. 
Yeah, no, I can't. I, can't. I knew it when I asked you to, to, to do it. My Steve must, like, work out at Muscle Beach. Holy fuck. Look how he's touching her butt. Right. She can clobber him. Okay, so, so what we're talking about is past relationships, and right. he will go through his experiences around the world. He won't dwell on them except to brag that he was in Africa and Saudi Arabia. But this he, is so time. Does he make out with these girls in his flashbacks? This is a flashback of Mimi falling in love with an artist. Mimi is an art dealer. Okay. Uh, this is sort of like years ago when she fell in love with a person who had no pretense, was really an artist, didn't want to sell his stuff. And it all fell apart because she's really materialistic you can never taste your own product it's just so uninteresting and she drones on about it like she has such life experience now he had like a rich australian parents and he like went off to find himself and he was with the hopi indians and he learned their philosophy of massage and healing oh so unbelievable. Why is he such a jerk if that's it? He just criticizes her life. You know, Maybe it's his pickup technique. He says negative things about her. She questions, you know, why am I here? It's 2 a.m. already and it's last call. I, you know. <laughs> well, you're right. Um, he, he will be a jerk to her. And then in the end, she'll be like, I want you to be my new masseuse. Forget about Dave. Look, she's, he's kneading dough. I, I make my own bread, so I know. And is, is this is a stunt butt, right? A stunt model, or is this Miss uh, Roger? It's her flashback. Like, oh. Finch is giving her a massage, and so she fantasizes about Dave, and now Finch is gone. And she's like, fucking Finch? The fuck you know? <laughs> he's taking uh, skirt photos. Oh, no, he's casing the joint. No, there'll be no payoff like that. Like, he doesn't have like The Rock and uh, Will Smith behind him, like, and R Margot Robbie planning a heist or something shit like that. Oh, there's no safe room. There's Is no panic room, right? The call is coming from inside the house, Mimi. Mimi is it's alone. I have to wait until dark. What does that mean? Oh, we're just gonna stalk you for 90 minutes in your house. Oh, no, nothing like that. Her name is Miriam Rogers, and Mimi's the nickname. Um, That's great. That's a good nickname for Miriam. Now, this is a crappy movie, but like I first noticed her in Michael Keaton's Gung Ho. She wasn't great in that. She just played the girlfriend. You mentioned what just Gung Ho? What, wait, 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 Carl. I'm having like an 80s black hole. It, it was young I'm Michael Keaton. Down. Playing a cowboy in a, in a funny, no, no. family-friendly cowboy movie? No, no. It was a young Michael Keaton. And at that time, as you know, Japanese cars and Japanese, like, radios and everything was flooding into our markets. So this yes. was the movie that rode on that coattails. A Japanese company bought an American automaking uh, factory, and Michael Keaton has to be the, form the, the union leader or whatever. And, you know, I remember that there was a Ron Howard movie. Right. It was written by Bubbly. Uh, oh, it wasn't written by this guy. The magnet's healing powers are known by the ancients, but during the Dark Ages, this knowledge was lost. This movie sucks. This is like one of those guys, like, you were like, why are, you, why are my friends with you again? Yeah. Like, you just only shut up about it. Like, and then you're like, I don't think you should meet any of my lady friends. <laughs> 
He said, she said, he says, put your cooch here, knock your boobs against this thing. Did she ask about the pH? Uh, <laughs> no, no, she's not in like a pool or somewhere where she can. Oh, all right, so not, uh, gotcha. Now look, she's got, he's got the magnets under her feet. And he thinks he's, he's claiming to be a Hopi Indian. Hopi Indians never had magnets. Where are they going to find that? They dug them up. They went to magnet schools. They have they metal magnet. that'll stick to it. No, this movie. They went to magnets. They went. They all went to magnet schools. <laughs> they were ma magnet magnet. Oh, I don't know. Uh, this. Uh, Okay, look, this director, Big Audio Dynamite, paid tribute to this director right. in the song E equals MC squared. Which must be because of that movie in Consonants, where uh, uh, Insignificance. Uh, I don't, yes, it is here. Yes, in Insignificance. The song is filled with imagery from his movies, including descriptive snippets of Performance, Don't Look Now, The Man Who Fell to Earth, and Insignificance. When you reach the bottom line, there was a bottom line in insignificance. What can you do? All you can do is do or die. Well, that seems dire, but yeah, that's you know an absolute. Uh, and then the horses are on the track. <laughs> did I do it right? Big Audio yes. Dynamite too. Yes. Well, yes. this one was from their first album. This is Big Audio Dynamite. Right. Back when they had the bass player or whatever, the, the co-creator was still there. His silent partner was still working with him. It was, um, I see his face and I know his name so Joe well. Strummer. I'm in context with The Clash. Right, uh, Jim Strummer, isn't it? No, no, no. Mick Jones was Big Audio Dynamite, but a very famous name you would know. He was a music producer. Oh. Well, because that's why I wonder why you would have a band called Big Audio Dynamite, and then you would have to be P.A.D. Too. And it's probably because of some ownership of the original name or even well, like, you know why she did that? Because no. they're bad. They're bad. You know it. Too. We're bad too. Hey, are you looking for bad boys? We're bad too. Bad too. You know it too. Those guys are so old, they should have been like dad too. Yeah. Wait a minute, you're a bunch of dad rockers. <laughs> No, that was still the, let's see, what year was that? Big Audio Dynamite. No, it doesn't say what year. Mm, darn. But, I mean, The Clash broke up in 83, 84, so, you know, they were still young. Uh, look, I want to tell you the story because it's my job, but it's just asinine. So... Is the same lover? Is the same? Are they lovers yet? Will they be lovers? It's again, a flashback continue. See how she looks like she's remembering. It's a flashback continuing the memory of her first encounter meeting. She would drive past him every day, and he'd be painting. And then one day, she had she was curious, so she pulled over, and she's like, "Where do you show?" And he's like, "Show." Guys like me don't show. Wait, <laughs> wait. You see how the nose? He's sniffing. Right. Look at Mimi's body, man. She's like really put together. And she is, this is 95. Right. So let's see, her first role. Well, that's um, 86. What is it, like a fake thumb? Yes, it is. When, when you get tired as a masseuse, you've got these like tools like that. You could just get out a fake thumb. Like your thumb is hurting. Uh, really, yeah. yeah. I don't buy that. 
Oh, well, okay. Right. Tricks oh, and here's your one, man. Oh, there, here's your drink, Miss Rogers. There's there's a fly inside this ice cube. Oh, it's a prank. It came with the the thumb. Now, this director's first job in 1947 in the film industry was making tea and operating the clapper board at Martle Bone Studios. In 1947, was it like yes. UK? We're doomed. <laughs> I, I, they would go, Nicholas, Nicholas, tea, tea, Nicholas, right away, Matt, Madam, right. yeah, Madam, right Mr. Lean, who's still my friend. But he must have done another film I saw. Well, Track 29 was a pretty strange film. Uh, he, he, his wife, Teresa Russell, is a great actor. She's great, she's great, but she's crazy, she's weird, like, she's really weird. <laughs> I wouldn't say she's crazy, but her, her characters are always this thing off about it, and uh, <laughs> it, it works really well with their when they collaborate together, you know, when they make movies together. Well, they and got married. One. Well, okay, he was the star of Bad Timing and A Sensual Obsession, and he was like, I love you. And then Teresa Russell would play all the female leads in his yes. films going forward. Yes, that's right, yeah. It's kind of like... Uh, I don't know when people watch Stephen Mamet and he has a uh, Rebecca Vision inside, uh, was you know his wife, and he performs. It, it seems off-putting because they kind of are in sync to what he wants, and it, sometimes you know you're like, well, what the hell, you know, like it's, when people are in tune to like a certain voice, I guess. Yeah. It may not come across because you're like, why do you why do you talk this way, you know? Right. Now look why what you just say. Doing? She's going fetal. She's doing it, flash dance. This is called assuming the position. Hey, where's that thumb thing? <laughs> where's that cooch now? Oh, jeez. I'm sorry, Mike, but look what you're seeing on screen. I'm just watching YouTube. <laughs> this is Showtime. Here, now, here this is Alice. was 2.1 million people have, like, I got a gift of fast relief. Fast. <laughs> what can I do? Oh, I know. I watch uh, Full Body Massage again. Uh, but I'm not a pornography person because I'm a Christian or something. So I'm right. not going to stoop to that level. Instead, I would watch something like this. Did you know Amish women ha uh, have films, eight millimeter films of guys peeing? Really? Did you read that in uh, National Geographic 1948? Oh, gosh. When, how in the world do I know that? Was it Reader's Digest condensed oh, version you know of that you article? Oh, just got me realizing it's probably a not like a, a myth. I want to say an old wives' tale, but old wives wouldn't tell that tale. It's like a myth. <laughs> it's got to be. Well, the Hopi Indians did it, I believe. Well, but, okay. He's now talking about the Hopi Indians. Now, when he meets the like girlfriend who made a tragedy for him when she died in a car crash, she will teach him the most about the Hopi Indians. It's nonsensical. She's a Caucasian. She also, uh, that, we're watching softcore doing it now, but not with Mimi Rogers. Oh, it's, it's but is it like Brian? It's either young Mimi Rogers or Okay, this I think is Brian, and if it is, then this is Alice, who is like his Hopi teacher. Oh, I hope he teaches her. <laughs> Wait, what? No, I didn't work.
Yeah, well, no, but it should work. Oh, wait, it's not Brian. It's a Hopi Indian, though. So this is Alice. And, and he, is he watching? He's teaching her massage, and she will teach him. Right now, he's feeling her vibes. Yeah, right. But we are watching this. So is it like a voyeur? Like, is there? Is he watching this? Or no, this is. is I don't, you're right. Actually, it's supposed to be his flashback, but we're seeing her experience. So it doesn't make sense. Maybe it's just part of the story. So we in his flashback get to see a totally different person. Yeah, yeah. It's, not. it's nonsensical. This is written by a guy who only has four credits, and two of them are TV. Uh, Dan Gerskis, Gerski S, Gerskis, Dan Gerskis, 2001, he did The Substitute, Failure is Not an Option, it's a video, in that you see Full Body Massage in 95, in 92, he did Body Language, a TV movie, a story teleplay, and in 87, he did The Stranger, I don't know. The internet doesn't know him. Wow, yeah, I haven't heard any of it. But look at this. Look at this camera work you get for a Showtime movie. It's on the ceiling. Yeah. And now he's on the floor. Now. It's symmetrically imposed. He has Mickey Mouse ears. <laughs> now Brian yeah. Brown has a legitimate flashback because it's him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Alice got taught how to massage, so now he's teaching him had a massage. Look at that fake Caucasian Indian, my God. Oh, the fungus of kombucha. Kombucha. Oh, kombucha relieves endless ills. Yeah. It's available. It's, it's, you know, yeah. it's whole foods. You could just go in and walk out, and your Amazon card will beep you up. You'll pay, you'll pay out with your Amazon card. May I have two pounds of kombucha, please? How much? Two pounds. I'm going to make two one-pound packages, if that's okay with you, ma'am. I'm a guy, uh, mister. Fine. Two one-pound packages of kamchatka, please. Kamchatka. And now uh, he's man. drinking it. Blech. Blech. It's supposed to be mushroom tea, and it, he says it cleanses you. But, Mike, when you drink something that cleanses you, doesn't that mean... A two-step diarrhea? I don't know. I can find out. No, when 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 a drink is cleansing, that means it's right. It's a code name. It means like you know, I drink this at home. He's burning sage right now. Yeah, you wouldn't want to drink it at the mall unless you feel comfortable. Okay. Or bathroom or uh, maybe you work. You know, maybe it's like a revenge shit or something like that. You know, you quit, but before you do, you go in the employer's restroom. <laughs> big deuce and don't flush. It's a <laughs> compostica for you. Okay, these are stones. They're the, like, this is the life stone. This is the, uh, what do you call a medicine man? A, uh... a doctor. Right. Doctor. Oh, I missed it. I missed the name of it. Uh, You know, there's a witch doctor, and it's, they're a shaman. It's a shaman stone. And she puts it on. You see, the Hopis believe, and I don't believe this writer, that everything is drawn on an 
access. And so, the, you know, like humans are symmetrical, so there's this access down your back. And it's kind of analogous to the chakras that it's in Hindu, it's always described in the front, like in yoga. So there's different points of your access, and they mean different, they have different life energies. Okay, is this exciting? Well, well, I have a lot of questions, Can I, if you don't mind. Okay. Okay, so my first question. Okay. Which doctor? Uh, the one who went, ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah. Which one? Which? Which? Which doctor? Which doctor? Which doctor? Which, which, oh, which, uh, what doctor? Which doctor? So, Mike, one time I had a problem in my life with my access. So I went to the witch doctor, and the witch doctor said, ooh, <laughs> ee, ooh, ah, ah. Wham, wham, bing, bong. <laughs> he said, I need a second opinion. So you went down to the other witch doctor. And he, it was the same diagnosis. Right. Ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah. Witch doctor. Wooly, wooly, bang, bang, whatever. Um, ooh. E U A A. Basically, they're being jerks right now. Like he's saying, yeah. we've lost our spirit. We've lost our way. Oh my God! So wait a minute. So he's chatting and getting a massage. Yes. It's the whole thing. Giving him that's actually that's... native Hopi. So, wait a minute. You were able to get your doctor on this podcast? Well, you know, today everything is virtual, and he, you know, does, you don't need an appointment with him. You can just Skype him. You could oh, Skype him, right? Or, right? Oh, that's great. Well, I think he's hung up. Doctor? Ting Tang Walla Walla Bing Bang? Do you use Doctor. the King Bang Walla Walla Bing Bang uh, app to, to have the video conferencing? Oh, wait. Um, oh, yes. Hi, Samantha. Yeah, I'm, I was calling for the witch doctor. Which, 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 which doctor? doctor? No, uh, which, you know, the ooh-wee. Okay. You can uh, figure by now she, she knows which doctor. Here, here he is, Mike. I told the witch doctor I was in love with you. <laughs> and I'm the witch doctor. He told me what you think. He told me. Ooh-wee. 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 It's like a techno version, right? It's like the uh, wedding DJ put a beat yeah, on it. Uh, the original was a 50s song, and it was really right. being, um, zen- zenphobic, right? It was making it was, fun it of... It was ignorant racism. Yeah, yeah, I really... Yeah. Okay, so now, look at her erotic rubbing not on her boobs. Yeah. Look, um, this is how much little respect I have for this film. I'm playing the Witch Doctor clips. I mean, it... it right. It, it's not this director kicks ass too, man. Uh, performance. What about he went to Australia? Why well, about that's the other film I was thinking about. That's a great movie. He was a cinematographer on this film, even though he was the solo director, and it was his last cinematography credit. He had moved on. Um, I don't know. This guy's worth it. He's worth checking out and seeing. He is a cult. Uh, I don't know if he is, but. It just seems with performance walkabout, the man who fell to earth, and bad timing with Art Garfunkel. This guy's got some things to watch. And you brought up Eureka, uh, Track 29. Yeah. 
they did like really weird like lost films like this one's a lost film too but this is from the 90s the other two were from the 80s mike i gotta uh, tell you this does not count this is not the director we're talking about yes he was there what? he I said roll on this was a payback i went through his film uh and uh-huh. put in every title into the YouTube, and but I would also like read about these titles. And uh, around this time, he produced like three other films. He, you know, he directed like in '95. You know, at least uh, IMDb was like listening to these shorts he did, and just like another film he made. Uh, he did two death also in '95, yeah. and I didn't write down the shorts. I know what you're talking about. The yeah, oh, wait. But, so, but that seems pretty prolific for a guy who's been doing it since the '60s. Yes, absolutely. And he was, um, he must have been, okay, so let's see, in, in 47, he was like a teenager. I'm not doing the math. Look at her face now. She's finally getting annoyed with him and telling him off and stuff. Right. That's probably why he stopped. He's caring over her. I put it up to hear their bickering, but we went to a flashback. Right, he's painting over an existing painting. It's like, what? You're redhead? <laughs> Not a problem. <laughs> you have hair like Raggedy Ann? Here, where's my orange? Here we go. I'm wearing a MAGA hat. No problem. Where's the red? <laughs> the Man Who Fell to Earth, that's the movie we should do. Why isn't that on YouTube? Well, that's the thing. Like, it, it is a rent or buy. But you know, we had recently watched Monkey's movie Head, and you were saying like how, you know, it's so much fun to watch uh, rock stars, pop yeah. musical artists just perform and uh, just let loose. And, and, yeah, make make star. It was a star vehicle, actually. Yeah, it's fun to see a recording artist do a film. We saw Run DMC. We saw yeah, <clears throat> yeah, tougher than leather. Um, we saw the Beastie Boys uh, uh, ad rock. Although that doesn't really count. Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, but, you know. So we also saw, giving my regards to Broad Street. We also saw the Pet Shop Boys. We had to watch that right. on Vimeo. Pet Shop Boys, right? Uh, we have seen. Oh, I have, when I first started the show, we watched uh, Going Coconuts, which is the Osmond uh, family. Yeah, I'm sorry I missed that one. Well, we could probably just rewatch it. What's it called? Like Going Coconuts. They they go to, uh, Donnie and Marie go to Hawaii, and uh, there's like Lurch or somebody like following them. <laughs> Donnie and Marie. Uh, They've done a bunch of movies. Like theatrically released movies. Oh, boobo nudity. You know, she doesn't have to be naked for the massage, right? She want, as a matter of fact, she argues, please get rid of the towel. You'll see, we might have passed that scene. She was in Playboy in 93, so this is only two years later. Right. Um, so, okay. In 93, Rogers Post knew in the March 93 edition of Playboy magazine, right. she also appeared on that issue's cover. She later explained, Playboy had been after me for years, and finally I agreed to pose when they gave me right. complete approval over the shoot. I bet it was a great experience. 
Well, she says it was done in a tasteful way, and she knew she wanted to have children soon. I thought it might be nice to have a permanent record of my body in its prime. You really nail her accent. You know, <laughs> her being royalty and such. <laughs> she was big into poker uh, as a teenager, and she took up competitive poker in 2003. Finished the money in her first major tournament, World Poker's Tour, main event, No Limit Texas Hold'em in San Jose, California. She's on the board of directors of the World Poker Tour. In July 2006, she finished in the money, 33rd place, at wow. the Ladies No Limit Hold'em World Series of Poker event. 93, you said? Um, no. In two, July 2006, she finished in the money, which meant 33rd place. Wow. Well, that's great. I mean, the, the, by that point, it was an industry. I mean, like, she was, uh, that's cool. I'm, I always support, I, I've, ever since Gabe Kaplan became a professional gambler, right, I right. support, if you're an entertainer and you go the route of the poker player, professional mm -hmm. poker, I'm behind you. I don't care who you are. That's probably yeah. enjoyable. And but I'm with you, Mike, Ray because, plays, yeah. Well, when it comes to Mimi Rogers, I would definitely poker. Uh, yeah. You know, we at, just the love that joke. at the beginning of her actor career, Rogers w lived together with Christy Alley. Uh oh. Yeah. Oh, Scientologist. Catfight. Oh, she was a big Scientologist, Mimi Rogers, because her father was. And we're yeah. talking about 1952, he, her father got into Dianetics. He was down here. All right, wow. But I oh, heard she was uh, part of the church. Um, and it was Mimi Rogers who introduced Cruz, Tom Cruise to Scientology. And um, I don't know. Her father left the Church of Scientology. And I don't know. Just like all Scientologists, they're in it. And they're in it headfirst. He even personally knew L. Ron Hubbard. And then they say, like, this is bullshit. And the church... You know, speak bad about him. Yeah, yeah. That happens wow. to every one of them. Right, and then any media talk. So one day we we know we made it when we hear from them. Uh, all right. Well, here we go. Is this a flash forward or is this? No, this is know, this is him remembering his other masseuse and comparing her to this asshole. And what she's going to conclude in the end of this boring "Who cares? You should have missed it" film is. He likes her him better because he's for real, not telling her what she wants to hear. And also, it's like a sort of sexual thing with Dave. And with him, it's sort of like a healing therapy thing. Right. A therapist. Massage therapy. Yeah. Well, masajista. People forget the dista. They always think of the masa. Look, he says right now, like, she's like, get rid of the towel. And he goes, but... You know, I, I, you know, I don't think it's appropriate. And then she's like, Dave gets rid of the towel. And he goes, yeah, but Dave is gay. And she's like, what? And then we get a little flashback. David gay? <laughs> but if you notice the flashback, you can hear him clearly say, I'm gay. I'm gay. <laughs> we'll see him take a, uh, be on the, the phone. He calls the answering machine and he's with his boyfriend. So anyway, she's like, he's. He's like, well, I'm heterosexual, so I don't think it's okay. And she's like, right. do it. 
Yeah, but I own the table and I don't want to clean up after it. <laughs> Just put something underneath. <laughs> yeah. It's gross. Now she's being anointed with butt crack oil. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. we, we, this is not a body double. This is her the whole. This is me the whole movie. Wow, they save money on Body Doubles by Mimi Rogers. Now, she auditioned for Fatal Attraction. Really? Yeah, we know Glenn Coase got it, but she would have done great. She would have done great. Yeah, she would have done really good. She'd be great for the Hulk. Right? Like, she's got the muscles. Mm-hmm. And she remember she you thought she died in the bath bathtub and she popped her head up. I she could see Mimi Rogers with that <laughs> evil eye because she's been giving it to us in this film when she gets mad at him. Well, that's assuming they they do that shot of Mimi. Maybe she's in the shower and she bonked her head and that was the end of that. And then she wakes up. It was all a dream. <laughs> right. I never even met Michael Douglas. Well, I guess there's some dudes we know who'd be like, "Yeah, I'm a therapist. Um, I massage products. I think, you know, I talk and I talk philosophy." And you're like, "Yeah, I don't know, man." Give me, a minute, give me a minute. I just want to see him rubbing that butt. He's talking philosophy, you know. He's rubbing her butt. It means his butt, not a stunt double butt. Is it no. his hands or is it stunt double hands? <laughs> no, those are Brian's hands, man. Those are Australian hands. Look at that. Ooh. <clears throat> the budget went to like classes to teach him how to massage. I, I hung out at the Hopi Indians, or so they told me. Yeah. I mean, I, I Hopi, they were Indians. They said they were. <laughs> you know, we, they, we call them Hopi Indians because we grew up, right? That, those are the um, Colorado Indians. There's Navajo and Hopi, right? So we grew up learning about them, calling them Indians, not Native Americans. So that's why it naturally comes out of our mouths. You know, it's a right, very... no, But I'm also, I mean, we're, we're quoting the movie, too. I mean, yeah. No, yeah, I knew he you says mean, Indian, but... yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. We're in context. And also, you... take out that butt. Right. No, but... Yeah. Sorry, I was distracted. She's so sweaty. The lighting is great in her place. Like that works really well for a Nicholas Rogue movie. See the quotes on the wall? It's trying don't to make this thing look like it was uh, I don't know. Don't look back. That was pretty cool. What's don't look back? So these these Americans go on a Italy for a tour and there's some kind of like weirdo, like a culty thing going on, but their their kid dies. And uh, it, it's their grief on it. But then the kids, like, comes back as a spirit or there's something weird with, like, you know, where they are. Uh, it's pretty cool. Should I watch it? I think any film of his you should just watch, right? Like, you already watched the worst film of his. <laughs> no. This isn't even his film. This is, like, some Showtime paycheck. Let me tell you, there's, like, a, a you know, we do, like, bad movies or... And so you would look for these films that are bad. And then sometimes you look at a director who has this amazing career span, but maybe there's a couple of films that were just short. Yeah. And you're like, this movie is terrible. I'm going to watch this terrible, bad movie. But you're also watching a terrible, bad movie from a really good director. And you're yeah. not experienced what the really good director is. What's the point of movies if you can't like 
you know, except that the director made other films that are just, you know, defined films. So he took a break. He took a break from being good. Yeah, I mean, maybe he just had a production, he had money, you know, maybe this yeah. was something he, you know, stagnated and he got it done. Right, he, wanted, he had a project to fund, he just needed to pay some bills, who knows? So, Carl, Carl you remember we watched Kiss Me Stupid? Yeah, great film. Great film. Well, it was it was a financial flop, like the showgirls of its time, and it was directed yeah. by Billy Wilder, who's made amazingly good movies, you know, that are defined film that would be on TCM all the time. So, like, why ignore, as a bad movie buff, do you have, why ignore, like, all the good films from a director and just stick with the, his their bad films, like Buddy Buddy, his last mm -hmm. film? You know, Tarantino always talks about, I can't do more than 10 films because my 11th one will be an embarrassment. Well, these are, like, this is, you know, a great director's embarrassment. Their last yeah. film is kind of falls short. But what's the big deal? No big deal. No big deal. No one remembers these films, or if, if they do, we're completists, you know, or we did see it at the end. The only thing that's them. a big deal about it is you made me watch this. Twice. <laughs> this is right. my third time. Yeah. First time with your pants on? Uh, no, my pants are not on. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there, there must be, we must be concluding the second act, setting up the third, I'm sure. Oh, uh, it doesn't really have those um, beats. Um, like, for instance, we just saw a flashback, like, for no reason. Uh, he comes down and he's got his bow tie on because in Australia they would have this fancy dinner and they would invite friends or not. So he comes down and the father sees this, like, clip. Whoa! Well, hold on one second. I just have. Uh, uh, yeah, hold the phone. Would you move your? Oh, thank you. Would you move your yeah. arm, please? Okay. So he comes downstairs with his bow tie, and the father's like, "Don't wear a cheap clip-on bow tie. That makes you look like a waiter." Okay. We only put on real ties because we have class. And so then the guy undoes his tie. Brian does, or the the actor to show that it isn't a clip-on. He just did it perfectly. Oh, wow. He pulled it, he pulled it off. Yeah, but it never pays off. He's like, nah, I really liked my father. It just never pays off. Now, do you think they directed this whole, all these flashbacks, or they just had like a library of, of film footage? No, it's all direct. He did it all. And he did it in a month. That's pretty good. <clears throat> now, this was the lagoon of Gilligan's Island before it got big, like when it was first gen gestating. Look, I'll rub your temples. I, you know, I, that's what I think the world is missing is like uh, the origin of Gilligan's Island. Well, it's, it's in the theme song. What am I saying? Yeah, it was a three hour tour. So, I'll tell you some Scientology stuff if you're interested. <clears throat> okay, so father became involved in Scientology before she was born. The organization was part of her upbringing. It was Rogers who introduced Cruz to Scientology. Um, Rogers' father <clears throat> became interested in Dianetics in 52, became a prominent mission holder in the Church of Scientology and a friend of its founder, L. Ron Hubbard. Rogers also... Be, reportedly became a highly trained auditor 
within the church prior to her acting career. She opened a field auditing practice. You know, that's the feet and levels. You go and test people. The right, enhancement sure. center with her first husband, Jim Rogers. According to Sonny Bo Sonny Bono, Rogers was his orator for Dianetics. Tom Cruise was also a client being before being directed to the Celebrity Center. Wow. That's some celebrity auditing, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Now, all she's saying here is my mom and dad were hard workers, but the companies took all their credit. My mother was a nurse, walked on by all the doctors. They took credit for her good work. It, it's just a backstory and a pain in the ass. Okay. In an interview given in the Los Angeles Times in 91, Rogers said about Scientology, that philosophy was simply part of my upbringing. Wait, I'll do her voice. Okay, and I please. think it was an excellent system of belief to grow up with because Scientology offers extremely pragmatic solutions for taking spiritual concerns and breaking them down into everyday applications. I can't believe you. She's like bare ass naked and you're doing an impression of her like the queen. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I was reading and I didn't see what was going on on screen. No, now, the director. Unfortunately, I'm reading. The, the closed captioning is blocking her breasts. Go ahead. It's fucking the areolas. Yeah. Now, the director was classy enough that when she leaned back, you know, and he it was like around her boobs and they they lifted upwards, he made a cartoon boing noise. It was pretty cool. <laughs> uh, right. There was a klaxon uh, after that. Uh, ooh, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Is that old man Jenkins jalopy? No, uh, he honked my boobs. <clears throat> so now we're getting a flashback that her first husband was a dummy and he got involved in drugs and he went to jail. It's stupid. Her first husband looks like uh, John Derrick. <laughs> there he is. Yeah. Like he's going to go shoot yeah. his porno scene. Look at him. Yeah. Sit here. Uh, you're under arrest. I'll sit here. Look at that. He just takes the whole seat and man spreads. That's California the worst flag in the, in the... Yeah, that's the fucking California Republic. They go, so don't forget, man, Big Bear. Okay, Mimi Rogers has left the Church of, of Scientology and been described in media reports as a former member of the church. Um, <clears throat> the father had quit, too, um, and he was declared a suppressive person after leaving the church in the early 80s. During a call of mission holders, I don't know what that means. I don't even know what a call is. Uh, Vanicle, 2012 article in Vanity Fair, Rogers had unfavorable view of the church's controversial leader, David Miscavige. Wow, you read what pronounced that, but not. So I guess maybe it is Nicholas Reich, if you could pronounce David Miscavige. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now, Mimi had recurring roles in The X-Files and Two and a Half Men and Wilford, which was a great little streamer I saw. And oh, that's Mad a show. Is it a great show or is it just like a variable show? No, it was, uh, it was good because he would talk to the dog and right. you were first led to believe in the film that he it's magic. He's the only one who can see it. It's a real thing. And then as the series unfolds, you meet his mother, who's cuckoo and a loon. You begin to realize it's just a dog. It's he is a schizophrenic. 
he is the one doing it, you know, and he has this relationship with that woman. Um, and I don't know, I enjoyed the film and I also enjoyed seeing him not as Frodo. He's a good actor. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. But he, you know, he's a mega producer. He produces whatever he wants him to be, you know, and then make a profit off of well, the production. Oh, I didn't know he was, um, a producer. Because, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. He does a lot of like, uh, uh, good like horror, horror films, you know. And is he a star horror. of what he produces? A lot of times, yeah. Cool. That's his. That, yeah. I, I just like that because the star's making money for himself. Yeah, right. And also just making like you know making genre films is kind of like if they're having fun and making fun movies, then that's great. You know, make money off of that. You know, you were talking about Tarantino, and it got me thinking about uh, when you just said now, you know, uh, niche films, you know, like genre films. Like, um, uh, Tarantino's very interested in, like, those grindhouse films, right? Cheap budget, poorly made, thrown together stuff, right? I was just wondering, like, why does he like it? It is cheap and thrown together and stupid, you know, it's just... It's fun, to, it's, it's fun to see it as a movie. It's fun to go to a movie house and, and see like you know a thirty-five millimeter version of this trash, and just you know have it go. And especially if like we're talking about grindhouse films, there's a high volume and just a high number of it, so you can see like a double feature, you know, twice a week at the same place, different different bill. Uh, so you can kind of. But they would crank it, them out. <clears throat> and they would crank them out just to have like gore or you know well, he's, guns he's or like the, the golden video clerk boy you know the the the, the trope from the nineties that he was raised working as a video clerk so he knows films from just going, taking the movies home from work and watching uh-huh, all the right. the films so that were the mythos of him being this California boy and just remembering the sixties and the seventies and how he would go out to his movies in the seventies and he also you know he also knew Beverly. Which is this uh, like little movie revival house that's been around for years and oh, that must uh, be fun for him. He must like yeah, get, he brought out his favorite shit. His family owned it for decades, and they uh, put a digital projection, and he took it out and put back a thirty-five millimeter projection. So the films you see there are thirty-five authentic. Millimeter. Yeah. Where also, is it located? Uh, it's on Beverly, like. Kind of in Los Angeles, close to like West Hollywood, but uh, it's on Beverly Boulevard. Kind of when I was there. visiting Raymond in West Hollywood, um, he went to um, the doctor to get diagnosed, and the doctor said, <laughs> "The doctor said, was doctor." Man, I wish this film was over. He's witnessing the car crash of Alice. Now, how is he witnessing it? I don't know, but Alice is dead. See, she was just doing this poem about seeing her lover on a slab in a cold, like, yeah. and then she dies yeah. in a car crash. It's just dumb. Maybe he's remembering the end of the movie A Love Story when Ali uh, McBride dies in a car crash. You think right? so? <laughs> Oh, she dies from cancer, I think. I forget. Maybe it was a car crash. <clears throat> He's going now to the host. Oh, I don't care. I don't want to tell you about it. Are you done with this film, Carl? No. This is Nicholas Brogg. You got it. Now you can check this off. You say, 
Yes, no, I've seen you, all those good films. Oh, there's no point to check this off. This film doesn't count. So you looked, oh, this is a great director. He did Man Who Fell to Earth. So you Googled what he did, and you just yes. found which one was on YouTube. And he yes. said, no, I don't think you knew until you saw it was a Showtime erotica. But she said, I don't yeah. All right, hang on. So it checked, it checked off a couple boxes, including it has to be a two-man performance. There's no way there's, like, more than three people in one room at one time. Oh. And flashbacks. Not counting flashbacks, of course, right? Yeah. But the drama is like a play. Like, I don't know if this was a play. And what's this play about? She's obviously, like... It was never a play. It was Showtime saying, we need some titillating stuff for late night. Let's go. All right, so no matter how... Uh, influence she is like no matter like how fancy her house is if she's facing an existential void and that this massage therapy is the way that she can confront you know meaning in life uh mike Mike, listen to it with the sound Uh uh-huh they're they're just arguing they're just it's it's dumb it's Well, they're not saying anything right now. Well, the room must smell baby oil. Yeah. Oh, this is a flashback, right? Is it a real back or a flashback? Flashback. This is the other massages? So she just said, he just said, in this light, I can see you for real for the first time. And she goes, what do you see? And he goes, an empty room, a locked door. It's stupid, Mike. You've got to see this film without me listening to the audience. No, you, you just want revenge. I'm not going to watch this more than once. <laughs> you darn you. Okay, fine. <laughs> Brian Brown, who's playing Finch here, he was in Thornbirds. Yeah, I mean, I remember him from Cocktail. He's like, listen, young punk. Yeah. I want an Emmy. Pour, I want an Emmy. You need to pour six martini margaritas, so you're going to need six cocktail shakers. Now you and... flip your cook, flip the glasses. <laughs> How am I supposed to hold six cocktail shakers? Hang on. What kind it's, of Pope Indian roasts marshmallows in his white? Come on. This film. Well, yeah, I think there should be some more of that. Oh, really? You're just going to, anything I say, you're just going to talk positive to it. Well, Look, when it comes to toasting marshmallows, they should be s'mores. <laughs> that seems like that. You always, every film you see, you always want s'more. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm always like, here's an idea. Do we okay. have crackers? I'll make a sandwich. Okay, here is... Something interesting. When Brian Brown was first introduced to Rachel Ward on the set of the TV miniseries Thornbirds in 1983, he read her palm and predicted she'd have three children. Then they married a few months after the filming wrapped, and they have three children. Well, what a prediction. I imagine that your future husband will provide you with three children. Bang! I also predict I will be your future. What? What? We got a shoot. Good cocktail in here. Ooh, ah, uh, ah. Uh, walla, walla, bang! Oh, which doctor? Which, yeah, which, doc, which doctor which, are you here to see? Right, the witch doctor. Yeah, but. <laughs> yeah, which doctor? Are you here to see today? I am here to exactly. see the witch doctor. So that's what I'm asking you. Witch doctor. Yes. Oh, yeah. 
the, the shaman. Okay, let me get him. Shazam. Oh, I'm sorry. I said the wrong. I said the wrong thing. Shaman. Oh, I did Aquaman there. joke. You did my Aquaman joke already? Yeah. That's not even settled about that. So my joke was that uh, Aquaman's a prick. Yeah. You know, one time he only came to save me because he thought I was yelling, Kelp. Right. Kelp. Kelp me. He's like, yeah, I'm here for the Kelp. So you did that joke. Yeah. Tell me. How did it go? I will, I'll play it for you. Okay. Wait, there's butt touching, more butt touching. A lot of, just a lot of butt touching for one movie. Yeah. Oh, oh boob this. touching. Boob touching. It's full body. Okay, here it is. Are you going to play my joke over boob touching? Look, he, you know, he's playing with the areolas. The big smack. This is a fan. Oh, she's fantastic. So she's fantasizing with the previous guy who would be doing this show. Now there's Dave again. I want you to know that Dave, the masseuse here, he was big on growing pains. He had six episodes in which he played this character called Dwight Halliburton, and that was between 91 and 92. Okay, yeah, I'm not really listening right now, but that's great. Growing pains, 91 to 92. You're not listening that I can't play your Aquaman joke. Oh, you played over Mimi Rogers? Okay, go ahead. All right, here we go. All right, this is the due apology to the, to the movies. Aquaman is such a jerk. I mean, he saved my life, but he didn't want it, you know. Like, we're on the rough seas, right? The boat capsizes, everybody's drowning. And so I'm in the water going, help, help. And Aquaman hears me in his water world, but it was all muffled because of the water. No, I'm saying, help. <laughs> Look at her face. She could have been fatal attraction. Oh, I know. Don't you see her going, I'll not be ignored? She would have been a great Glenn Close. My God, Showtime. This is what Showtime gets. Look at those boobs. They defy gravity. Actually, no, they don't do that. Uh, I don't know. I never been in outer space with me, Rogers, and that would probably get fired if I looked at her boobs. So, well, you'd be looking at her sternum from this uh, angle. <laughs> oh my god, what a weird movie! Is this film done? No, what else did we talk boobs. about? No, so this is funny. You know, I, our show is kind of like a riff off of mystery. It's definitely inspired by mystery no, science. No, no, it's not. Not. By what commentary tracks? Nothing like that. No, we're our own beast. But when I did live bad movie riffing, we did a couple like you know, I did a couple of porno movies, and it's like you have to come up with jokes while there's like blowjobs going on. Really, like, that's interesting. Well, you got to be ironically distanced, and what you're ironically distanced is some guy rubbing his fingers on someone's butt, you know, <laughs> or maybe Rogers boobies for ten minutes. Now she's yeah, mad like, again. 
you have to say stuff like, oh, they're not real. You have to constantly riff, even though you're like, oh, my God, if I was alone right now. <laughs> you're getting such a boner. Like, can you imagine, like, you're watching porno, and it's like you're in a riff room, and it's like people are riffing it, like, she's faking it, you know, all this kind of stock lines. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I know, like, I'm, I would be bookmarking. <laughs> right. L- listen to the fight, she's... <laughs> She, she fight, fight. Listen to this horrible, horrible audio, right? You hear him walking across the floor. This was done with no, this was just, this is filler, Mike. It's not filler. It's you know, it's uh, it's, it's so much filler. Thing. I want to tell you other things about the film. You know the actress who played Alice? Yeah, she was in uh, Lois and Clark, the New Adventures of Superman. Oh, yeah. really? Yes, she played Ampersand, mm-hmm. title character. Uh, yeah. Ah, she was born in Sausalito, California. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Did wonder... you know Heather Gunn played Dee Dee? Mm-hmm. Yes, she did. Oh, they're, they're so, uh, wait, let me try to see if I could guess all the the actors in this movie. So we have Mimi, we have yeah. Brian. Right. Then in flashback, we have Mimi Lover, yeah. Brian Lover. Right. Hope yeah. Hope, yeah. Who, who's friends with Brian Lover. Uh, mm-hmm. Dale Terrell, uh, this guy right here. Right. Now that's Growing Pains guy, and he's on the voicemail machine, and there's his gay lover, see? And he's mad. They're having a little tiff. You were right. An hour ago, you said there were going to be some gay lovers. Yeah, and I would say the the voicemail machine because it's 1995. Yeah, you would use a phone, a cell phone, to call the voice answering machine. But he used his. Uh, did you actually? Yeah. Did you see how big the cell was? You think it was a car phone because he put it back in the car? Probably. It probably was. He goes, "Look, love, hold me balls for a second, eh?" <laughs> She got me by me balls. <laughs> Get a good feel for them. Don't squeeze too hard, love. So when it comes to adorable Australians, he's pretty low on the list. He's no yeah. Yahoo serious. That's right. He's not one of the I mean, Breaker or Morant was his big, you know, like first real it, it um what was the other show we saw? What's the director who did Breaker Morant? Uh, that was a ridiculous film. Yeah. Oh, I don't even know. Oh, okay. It was pretty recent. It was a film that was... Carl, you're trying oh. to ignore what's happening. I'm trying to watch a movie. Do no. you mind? Look, there's no. a time. Is that telescope? Look, yeah, I looked it up. A telescope. Look, there's a telescope. She's talking and there's words behind her. Oh, as well. I, I, can, I can read the words and listen to her at the same time and listen to me do the commentary. My God, no. it's like a awful eat itself. Only expected return. Like, this show is so boring. He's like putting he's putting up the foosball table next. This is oh. her former lover, and all she ever expected was for me to be me. Did they actually do it? I guess they did do it every week. Uh, they would. It isn't really softcore porn because they don't even do like humping or anything. But yeah, they have sex. It's implied, right? They do that post like sex, like. 
Look how she uh, tickles the balls. Look, that's him leaving. I'm right. out of here. You're materialistic. I have a beat up truck. You have a right. I'm going to put my massage table next to my fishing pole. <laughs> my he's the massage guy. He's the guy that identifies she's materialistic and she needs to be freed. She has sure. no. He's uh, just a homo guy with a vicious car. Right. I, you have no spirituality. Don't squeeze those, please, Mimi. <laughs> Miriam. 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 Now, is Miriam a Jewish name? Yeah, it is. And Mimi is a great uh, Jewish nickname. What about um, M M Miriam Cunningham on Happy Days? That's a... Yeah, you know, you saw the episode where they got married and she had to change her name from Miriam Goldblatt to uh, Cunningham. Wait a second, wait. <laughs> I did not see that episode. Is it really true? Yeah, Miriam Goldblatt. Richard Cunningham is actually Jewish because his mom is Jewish. That's when they they jumped the keeper. Yeah, well, like that's the reason. Like uh, Chuck Cunningham went to Israel. The, the, the older brother for the first season. He's he's not in the later seasons because he went off to Israel. Because he went to Israel. Yeah, he got really into into it. And he came back a Christian. Never came back. So there's two Jewish guys are hanging out, right? And the one says, listen, I sent my son to Israel, but he comes back a Christian. And the other Jewish guy's like, what? That's crazy. We got to go to the rabbi. So they go to the rabbi and he goes, look, he sends his son to Israel, comes back a Christian. The rabbi goes, you're kidding. Oh my, get out of here. We got to go to God. So they go to God and the rabbi's like, you know, send his son to Israel, come back a Christian. And God's like, I don't know what to tell you. I sent my son to Israel. Come uh, back, Christian. Yeah, oh, that's hilarious. Wait, what do you do, Rabbi? So a doctor dies a horrible death, and he shows up at the pearly gates, and he's in heaven, and he's having a good time, and they're over at the commissary, and suddenly <laughs> they see Jesus Christ walks in wearing a uh, doctor's smock and uh, 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 you know thing around his neck, right? And he's like. I so, 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 yeah, that thing around his neck. And he's like, get out of my way. I'm going to eat first. I'm, I'm picking, get out. I'm cutting in line. Okay. And the, the, the doctor said, what's the Jesus deal? He goes, oh, he thinks he's a doctor. <laughs> Not like he thinks he's Jesus. Right. Very nice. Well, you know what? I think I understand this movie now. I get what you're doing. We have, what, five more minutes? How many more Jesus jokes did you know? Did you see him approach the same building, the same, same building? The same. I know. Time becomes a loop. What? Time becomes a loop? Look, he goes time there. Goes a loop. It's the Hopi Indian. Oh, right next to the refrigerator? He got that from the cigar store? And here's dead Alice. Now, she was in Lois and Clark. Well, she's not in this movie anymore. She is in the movie laying there. That's real acting, right? You gotta pretend you're dead in the coffin. Right. Don't move. Oh, oh take seven. Please. Please don't move. Listen, this is a tasteful showtime movie, so we won't be looking at your dead body. She was known for Oscar in 1991, Lois and Clark in Love The it. New Adventures of Superman in 93, and Natural Selection in 99. Listen, Oscar is a great movie with Sylvester Sloan, John Landis. Did I see it? No. Okay. Thank you for being honest. 
He goes, see, look, Hopi Indians with the Christian cross. Does this movie make any sense? I don't know. Who am I to say? Maybe, uh... Like, you're just saying. Well, I worked as a consultant on this film, so my reputation's on the line. Reputation is sunk way long ago. Yeah, but, uh... What about the, uh, that uh, naked bodies, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Huh? He's taking. Uh, I'll take me balls back now, love. So now is the point in the film where it's uh -huh. wrapping up, and she's like, "Come to peace with her anger with him." But the truth is, he was a jerk the whole time, and she was a jerk the whole time. Right. But there, she feels like he's for real. Wow, this fucking quote again. I don't get it. Yeah. This, maybe she has another quote somewhere else. Is she looking for a new quote? No. She's now paying him $100, and he goes, did I say $100? And she goes, that's what Doug uh, charges me, $100. He goes, make it 50 then. And he goes, all right. Uh, here, right. I insist 100 He goes, all right, then 75 with a $25 tip. And he's like, you always get your way. They're still not friends. Did he wash his hands at least? No. <laughs> nah, he did throughout the film. No, he went to his truck and the first thing he did was smell his fingers. It's horrifying. Now, he does a little trick in which she holds the coin, squeezes it in her hand, and he's like, don't drop it no matter what. Use all your power to it'll drop it. But before I count to ten, you will drop it with uncontrollable urge. Oh, I have never been more relieved to see One, people wearing clothing. Three, four, five, six. Where did you go? From the Hopis. I gotta be going. What? What? I'm serious. This for the sequel. Hold that in the side. You're setting up the sequel. That was streaming on Netflix. It's the first two seasons of Full Body Massage. <laughs> Season one. Brian gets except directions. Have, except Mimi Rogers is recast, and now she's naked. Oh, my God. <laughs> episode one, Brian gets the GPS and gives him directions to Mimi's house. Take a left on four. Yeah, uh, take a left on filler. That's yeah, filler. Film. Right, take a left on filler. Episode two. Mimi changes her mind, but then decides <laughs> to, to go on with it. So I'm going to post on Facebook, be sure to not watch the next episode of LWAF. Oh, you're really going to just like that. You've never done that. Like, you've always put it on my case because you do research. You do spend the time and effort to, to watch these movies and, and get information. And I get tired after a while with some of these films. You know, these yeah. films you can't watch by yourself. The whole point of this show is that you let us watch a full-length movie. So you have us. We're here. You know, you can watch a movie too with somebody. Look how nice this uh, car is. I, I don't know where they got these fancy cars. It's a beautiful house, too. Yeah, oh, definitely. That's kind of silly, I guess. That's You're right that movie. this really is a switch. I'm usually the one saying, look, it's got this good aspect, that good aspect. Yeah. And Mike, you're like, you I'm so done. 
You can't kill it. We're in the third act. So here's what you're telling me. We're almost done with the second act and you're crapping out. Well, I mean, look, we're watching her walk around. It's a nice house, like you said. Look, we're watching him drive away. I just they put it, on they put on a play. They took their clothes off for us. I also want to see the house before the movie wraps up. <laughs> Aruga. <laughs> Aruga. Oh, he's driving away. Oh, with their car or a different car? Uh, it's his car. It's a pretty rich car for a masseuse, right? Oh, right. It's his truck. It's in his truck. No, that was the other guy. Oh, wait. This is the first masseuse? No, wait. He's put... This is... No, this is... Uh, this is Finch. And he, he put on a tape. Uh -huh. <laughs> Press play on the cassette. <laughs> now the, the truth is, it's it's the po the song the woman was singing who died, Alice, who was on. Oh uh, no! But listen, you can watch him. He's passing along. Ooh, ooh, ah, bing, bang. There she is singing it. Here, let's listen. All right. Fan on the run. Fan on the run. She's dead. They're pretending he's young. Oh, he's back to the cassette. Back to the cassette. Back to the cassette. That cassette must have cost at least a dollar fifty. Bought in a pack. Oh, Mickey, you're so fine. <laughs> Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Well, hey, ladies and gentlemen, wake up. And we did it. We watched uh, 1995's Old Body Massage, a movie that was on Showtime with Mimi yeah. Rogers, Brian Ronson, and of course, directed by the greatest film director, Nicholas Rogg, for okay. money. Uh, Carl, what do you think of this movie? Director. Uh, must you ask? You know what I think of this film. It was a waste of time. It was a waste of time. The only thing was uh, the titillation when you saw Mimi Rogers, and she was worth it. She was really quite good. That's it. I don't think there was one good scene that uh, – <laughs> I mean, he, she dropped the coin. That was interesting. Uh, no, that wasn't interesting. That wasn't interesting. None of this was. You're, you're right that if you're trying to watch YouTube and you're just like, I want, I'm at the library and I just want to look at some, some kind of explicit material, you can see full body massage and see naked bodies, male and female, in this movie. Look, production on sound mixer Michael Moore. Oh, well, what a coincidence. Or That's is very it? Very controversial, this film. You know, I actually had to type in my age. I had to sign in to prove I was over 21 to watch this. Yeah. They are like, are you sure you want to watch this dumb film? Okay, yes. Are you sure? It pops up. Like, yeah. what's what's your social security number? Dumb dumb. They're like, uh, if I can watch the movie, I'll tell you. One. What is it? This. I don't know. I'm a completist, and now I saw another one of his movies. So good for me. No, no. This was one to miss. This was not good for you. You're spinning it to the positive. You yeah. should have watched Performance or Track 29 or Bad Well, they don't Time have those. Those movies aren't for free on YouTube. This one Bad is. Bad the Earth or Don't Let's watch a full TV on YouTube. We Eureka don't want to would it. be interesting. 
Eureka would be interesting for sure. I was that was my hope. Well, uh, I have a movie set up for next week, next okay. Sunday. Yeah. Uh, as you know, you can listen to us as you are right now on Mini Radio, or you can subscribe to our podcast at L W A F L M O Y T. Next week's movie is from 1969. It has two turntables and a microphone. It's called Where It's At. Where right from that song. It's at. Hey, wait, do we need to watch more credits? Is there like a fun credit? Well, at the end, uh, there fan we'll see Thanos, and there will be um, a Stanley cameo. So we did. How did Thanos meet her? Like, why would he? So let's see if we could find a uh, movie trailer for this. There won't. Nineteen sixty nine. I doubt it. But well, what? there was a movie trailer in nineteen sixty nine. Where? Nope, yeah, I don't the trailer. See it. Where's it at? Get it? No, where is? It? No, it's not. It's not there. Wait, I found trailer, two turntables, and a microphone. Where it's at? That's where it's at. I said, hey. Well, all right, here. Okay, I found the trailer. Are you ready, Carl? Yeah. Three, two, one. Paramount Pictures. And Columbia Pictures presents. (laughs) Where where it's at? Two turntables and a microphone. Well, hey, this is Paramount Pictures, and hey, this is Columbia Pictures. We're on conference call. Uh, you said you promised us a movie so we could make a trailer, and we were just wondering where it's at. <laughs> Wait, there is a trailer. Mike, there is a trailer. Oh, there is? Oh, well, let's hear it. Okay. Save it for next week. I'm telling Save it for the show. <laughs> oh, let's leave. All right. Well, there we go. That's the trailer. It sounded a lot like Beck, but we heard a lot of great songs today. <laughs> oh, what a pleasure. Thank you so much for watching Roger's Naked Body for three times yeah. in a row. Thank you very much. Uh, and the audience, thank you. Thank you for letting us riff over... Uh, for material for an hour. Yeah, the best thing we uh, we did today was mute. You know, you know, you don't post this on YouTube. Your the YouTube channel needs synced up all the episodes of the movie. You would be like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be putting this on YouTube. No. I don't know. Maybe I will. I don't know. Who's ever going to play? Okay, whatever. It happened. It's over. I appreciate the time. All right, well, thanks everyone. See you next week. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Twitter. It's Jokes to Carl. Uh, that's the French duh.
Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it's Tuesday. It's six o'clock. Um, uh, you know, little mic problems there. You know, what can you do? I plugged it into the wrong place. Uh, sorry about that. Yeah, it's Bughouse Square. Um, everything's changed, man. Everything's changed, but it's going to be a good two hours. So, um, welcome. Rainy night down in the engine house. Sleeping just as still as a mouse Man come along and he chased us out in the rain Was that a vigilante man? Stormy days we'd pass the time away Sleeping in some good warm place Man come along and we give him a little race Was that a vigilante man? Preacher Casey was just a working man And he said, unite all you working men Killing the river Some strange man was that a vigilante man Vigilante man Why does a vigilante man Carry that sawed-off shotgun in his hand Would he shoot his brother and sister down I rambled around from town to town I rambled around from town to town and they herded us around like a wild herd of cattle. Was that the vigilante men? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've heard his name all over the land.
Bye. <laughs>